Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. My name is Lisa. I'm your host, and this is our very first guest episode here with none other than Caroline Ofenstein. Ofenstein? How do you pronounce your last name? It's usually Ofenstein, but everything <laughs> in between works. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you on today, and we're going to be chatting about Caroline's pregnancy. Caroline is also a fellow nutrition coach, so that's going to entail a lot of advice for you know what to do when um, you find out you're pregnant or even before that in terms of switching over with your nutrition, but also the pregnancy hasn't been the easiest from what I have gathered so far. So we're going to also talk about how to pivot when things really just don't go the way that you thought that they would. So I'm really excited to have you on Caroline. And for anyone who doesn't know you, which I think is going to be the minority of listeners, but nonetheless, tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from, etc. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for this, this new project you're doing too. And yeah, my name is Caroline. I have been in the health space for almost seven years now. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> um, a super brief background is I got into fitness through CrossFit. So you and I definitely have that in common. And the patterns that I've noticed when I look back on my story is like a lot of burnout in different ways, trying to find what actually worked for me. So like in the CrossFit days, there was a lot of whole 30 and like paleo challenges and really restrictive dieting while going hard in the gym, which is a dangerous combo. Um, so I did kind of burn myself out in CrossFit and then transitioned more into bodybuilding and really training for physique and competed for a couple years in bodybuilding, um, won my IFBB pro card in bikini um, but again, that is, while CrossFit is super high intensity in terms of workouts, bodybuilding is incredibly high intensity in terms of dieting. So I really struggled, um, just trying to stick to such a strict way of eating and a lot of cardio and things like that. So while I did really change my physique during that time, it was it was a little too intense for me and brought up a lot of disordered eating from my teenage and early twenties years that I thought was healed and was not totally healed. Um, and so like kind of through all of that, I, I really started to think about health differently and like, okay, if you know, this route didn't really work for me, like it worked short-term, but not long-term and then, okay, I tried this and this kind of works short-term, but not long-term what's actually going to make me feel just like feel good every day, you know, feel good in my skin and just wake up feeling energized and healthy and have, you know, like a regular menstrual cycle and feel positive. And that's when I really started to bring in more like spirituality and manifestation practices and really went hard into personal development while just kind of like, honestly, I've been more intuitively eating for probably almost definitely over a year, probably almost two years now with less tracking. And so I kind of let my fitness and my nutrition ebb and flow while I focused more on personal development and like what actually makes me feel good 
every day. And that really kind of changed how I coach as well. And, um, brought me to this totally different place that I'm in now, which is, you know, pregnant. Yay. <laughs> Excited about that. And, uh, just living, living with a lot less like pressure, just mm-hmm. living more, more like free and honestly, more like happier. And I do think healthier in terms of like balance and overall actual wellness, how I define it too. So, so yeah, that did get it kind of long-winded, but there you go. That's my history in a nutshell. <laughs> what what comes to mind when I um, see you now or over the last few months, it's, it's simply, and that sounds um, so cheesy or is such an abused word, but it's simply aligned. It feels like, um, it feels like you, like, I don't know. I just, I just, I just see you. That's full stop. I don't need to say more. Um, that's simply what I see. And it, uh, it it's beautiful to witness from the outside as well. Uh, just the place that you have come to. And I'm saying that in the sense of not necessarily this being like a final destination, because you're going to continue to evolve as a mom and, you know, whatever. Like, I, I just love seeing that journey as well. Um, and in terms of the pregnancy, tell us what month you're in and maybe a little bit about like the struggles you have encountered so far also. Yeah. So thank you for saying that, by the way, like, oh my gosh, authenticity, I think was my word of the year, like last year. <laughs> so that's awesome to hear that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm coming into it. Um, so pregnancy, yeah. Starting at kind of the beginning, my husband and I were consciously like trying to call in this pregnancy. Um, and it took us about like six months. So now I'm at, what am I at? Like 27 weeks this weekend. So like almost starting my third trimester already, which is crazy, crazy. So my baby is due in March, in early March. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like I kind of mentioned, I got really into manifestation and mindset work. So I was doing a lot of that while calling in this pregnancy and also doing a lot of visualization of like what I wanted a really healthy, a really active pregnancy to look like. And wow, <laughs> it it has been different than what I thought. So kind of like the, I had a pretty chill first trimester. Like I didn't feel great. Um, I definitely had the typical nausea and fatigue. And then in my second trimester, I discovered a kidney issue. So mm-hmm. I've actually had uh, like on and off back pain. Like once every two months, I would have like this terrible pain in my side And I have seen MDs over the years, uh, acupuncturists, physical therapists, like I've seen so many people and everyone just told me like, yeah, you did a lot of CrossFit. It's probably a lingering CrossFit issue. So I always thought that's what it was. My pregnancy revealed that it was not a muscular issue, but it was actually a, like a congenital defect in um, my kidney basically that I was born with, but just kind of showed up later in life. and your body is obviously working harder, working on overtime, especially with processing fluids during pregnancy, like your bodily fluids increase a lot (laughs) while you're pregnant. (laughs) And so that took what used to be like, just kind of annoying backslash side pain. And I would take, you know, a couple Advil if I had a flare up when I was pregnant, um, I didn't have any pain for the first, you know, trimester, which was great. 
but then I think I was like 17 weeks or something and, um, took myself into the ER because the pain was like a 10 out of 10. Like I was throwing up, it was terrible. They had to do, um, a CT scan and then they diagnosed me with something called hydronephrosis, which basically just means your kidney is super swollen. Um, because my, the, the tube that connects your kidney to your bladder is called a ureter. It's kind of a weird word. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born with an artery growing over that tube, whereas most people have the artery underneath. So it's kind of like if your bathtub drain, if there was like, you know, I don't know, a really intense two by four or something in the foundation of your house that squished the drain. And so things just weren't draining properly. Uh, and so that caused my kidney to swell. So that started this whole journey of, you know, finding the right doctors. And, um, I had to have a drainage tube put in for a little while. That sucked so much. Oh my God. That was like probably the worst part. Uh, my plan was to keep that until I gave birth to just like have like, technically it's kind of like less risky, but I could not, I could not live with it. It was like, you know, I had a bag of urine, like strapped to my leg. It was, oh, it was the worst. And so I ended up uh, deciding to have surgery and that was, uh, probably like four and a half weeks ago as we're recording. Um, the surgery went well, I had that at 22 weeks. So obviously having surgery when you're pregnant is not ideal. It was a really hard decision to make. Um, but I felt like we found the right doctor, finally the right surgeon. And we definitely weighed the pros and cons and thankfully it all went smoothly. And now I feel I've, I've got some fresh scars for sure, <laughs> but I feel a lot better. And, um, I'm really hoping that that was kind of the, like, that was the big event, if you will, of this pregnancy. And now hopefully I can just have a smooth road <laughs> until March. <laughs> Well, so it's been, it's been wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, in regards to you mentioning the manifestation and visualization earlier and, and that not showing up in the way that you thought, <laughs> um, most of the time from my personal experience, those instances are meant to like teach us something or, you know, like things keep coming back up until you deal with them or <laughs> whatever else it might be. Um, is there something that you have quote unquote taken from that or learned from that or whatever, or uh, are, are seeing as your lesson from that? Or maybe it was just another way to tell you like, Hey, you can't control this either. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if we're, I'm in a similar boat, I like to control things. And I think someone who used to do CrossFit, who used to do bodybuilding, et cetera, is probably you know, we like to control things. <laughs> so maybe that was the universe's way to tell you like, uh, nope, not, not that way. Is that kind of something that might resonate? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm a big believer in, um, trying to learn from challenges or, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote failures or like, however you want to think of the roadblocks that come up for you. I do think they are I mean, I I would go as far to say as always, they're always there to teach you something. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, it's hard for me to even put into words, like how much I feel like this pregnancy has already taught me. Like, I feel like I found out I was pregnant at the end of June and we're recording this in December. Like, I feel like a totally different person, even 
just in the second half of this year. Like it's, it's crazy. Like the lessons, I feel like they just kind of keep coming. Um, but at first it was what, what I, the first kind of big thing I took away, which I actually recorded a podcast called, what does your happiness depend on? Cause that was like a big, um, like a big, like flashing sign kind of for me was like, wow, I was making my happiness depend on my pregnancy looking a very, very specific way. Like basically looking like, you know, the, the bullshit you see on Instagram, like people showing their perfect pregnancies. Like that's what I had in my head. I had it looking as like sunshine and rainbows. And when that started to derail, I was super emotional for a while, which I think part of that is to be expected. And part of it was good for me to have all these like emotional releases. There were a lot of tears for a while, (laughs) but then I also thought like, wow, like I, I wasn't really being present with, with my body. I wasn't really allowing things to unfold. Like you said, control, like I definitely have struggled with the practice of surrender and the practice of like going with the flow of life and being more kind of like that feminine energy, right? Like the, the intuitive flow, the creative flow. I've always leaned towards my masculine energy, which is more like controlling and logical and rational. Yeah. Which is a lot of us in the fitness space. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's really been, I mean, it, do I wish like it would have been a lighter (laughs) wake up call to that? Of course, like nobody wants to go through like such a hard situation to learn a lesson, but I also kind of believe I've heard the saying first, the universe tickles you with a feather and then they like throw a pebble at you. And then they like roll a boulder down, (laughs) downhill into your face. (laughs) And I, I I do think this, these are themes that I've been working on for two, two years, if not more, like definitely since, since bodybuilding and this, this, while it was super challenging and I still feel, I mean, it is challenging. I feel like I'm still in it. It's a, it's also been this like quantum leap type of situation. So it sucked, but it's like catapulted me into all of this other deep work that I think I needed to do before becoming a mother. So it's, I mean, that's so beautiful. And I mean, you mentioned that even just over the last six months, you've become a different person and this evolution is just going to continue throughout motherhood and various Mm -hmm. things sure as well so I'm so excited for you and you mentioned like the pregnancy not looking the way that you thought it would look etc and saying that to anyone listening like Caroline looks absolutely amazing considering she's you know six months almost pregnant Um, you just have like this tiny little baby bump and, <laughs> and everything else Um, so yeah go and check out her her Instagram I'll definitely link that in the show notes as well but um, in the sense of looks and so on that brings me to training and you mentioned you wanted to have a fit pregnancy and so on um like what does your training look like at the moment are you working out at all just intuitively or how has it been over the last yeah five six months yeah I had a lot of great plans (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, you see some of those videos on social media of women doing like thrusters or like sprinting while they're pregnant. And I'm like, that's so badass. I want to do that. No, <laughs> nope, not, not doing that. I haven't loaded a barbell in months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that has been a lesson in itself too, of really like noticing noticing the cues from my body and really taking those to heart. So especially pain, like I think with my background in CrossFit, I don't know. I was like used to pushing through little aches and pains, which is like kind of scary. I mean, you know, part of that, if you're really like, I was competing for a while, like part of that is like, yeah, if you're competing in something, you will have to push through certain levels of toughness. Right. But you don't need to always do that. And this is definitely a time in my life where I think my body's been trying to tell me something for so long and I just wasn't quite listening. Mm -hmm. So for, for a while I was following, um, mama stay fit. They have a great strength training program for pregnant people. Um, a lot of what I first found when I started researching was like body weight or, like bar workouts or even like cardio focused workouts. And those are just things I don't enjoy. So that's why I went with, with this company, mama stay fit. They have a lot of good content. Um, it obviously there's nothing wrong with doing like bar workouts throughout your pregnancy. It's just not really my jam. And so if you're interested in strength training, I would check out that one. Um, but then I started that like right before (laughs) I discovered all of this. Mm -hmm. So since then, um, I've had to take a lot of weeks off. So I had, when I had my drainage tube placed, I took about a week off um, and then like slowly started working out again, but it was really restrictive with like having this external thing on your body. Like I didn't have the same capacity. And then after my surgery, I had to take two weeks off. um, And I have since started getting more regular with my workouts now and they're feeling a lot better but my workouts just look kind of different now. Like I do, I usually just use my 15 pound dumbbells. Um, I do a mix now. I still really love strength training. So that's still what I focus on. But whereas I used to go to the gym for like an hour plus and just like always go as heavy as possible. Now I do like half hour workouts and I use lighter weights and I really focus on core Mm-hmm. Like how am I breathing during my, my workouts? Cause I'm, uh, you know, very conscious of diastasis recti and my, mm-hmm. my, what are my abs doing right now? Um, so that's been a focus. I try to do unilateral movement as well. I try to do a lot of lower body work because there's a lot of, that's really when you're working your pelvic floor a lot and all those muscles that support your pelvic floor. Um, so all kinds of changes, all kinds of changes I from think what I thought. <laughs> great points in there. Like, firstly, um, I, I heard that most people or a lot of people have a little bit more energy in the second trimester. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, your your surgery would have thrown that off a little bit in terms of timeline, but it makes sense in the sense that you that you now feel like you're getting into a groove again. Um, and the other thing that you said was like, you are just in a different place in your life right now. And I think we don't, uh, emphasize often enough that, um, we can have it all, just not all at the same time, right? Like uh, 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 you right now are in a health focused 
stage and you have to focus on health for the sake of your baby and for your own sake as well so with the performance piece if someone says yeah I want to be as healthy as possible and I want to perform as well as possible and I want to look as good as possible <laughs> and I'm like yeah nah <laughs> that's not gonna happen right now okay so the time to like push through those aches and pains and whatever that's gonna be if you're like purely performance focused and potentially or probably sometimes in a aesthetic focus as well health focus listening to your body mm -hmm. is absolutely you know up there so I think like balancing all those levers and realizing where you're at and um, just acknowledging that it's not always all possible at the same time, especially not for everybody. And just because someone's pregnancy looks easy peasy here and who knows, maybe <laughs> your second or third pregnancy is going to be absolutely easy peasy. Like it, it just, it nothing's ever going to be the same, but yeah, managing expectations and then reality <laughs> certainly usually two different pairs of shoes. Um, but uh, I, yes, sorry. I was going to say, I think you brought up a really good point there too, is what I kind of learned as I went was to make sure I'm changing my metrics that mm -hmm. I'm looking at too, because if we like shift our focus from, let's say, um, let's say we are going into a diet phase or something and we're shifting from health to physique, you can't have the same metrics of no, progress that you're watching because yeah. then you're just going to be frustrated all the time or vice versa. Like if I was trying to stay really lean right now, I, I mean, that would be like a shit show, obviously. <laughs> So you got to be looking at those different, different yeah. things. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure your workouts and your nutrition as well is probably going to look a little bit different post-pregnancy. Like if there's any weight that you want to get rid of, or like, you know, kicking yourself back into shape, you're not going to feel like working out every single day, but you're probably going to push through it more often than you do right now. So, you know, mm -hmm. that's uh, quite different, I'm sure. Um, but I was going to ask about, um, nutrition as well like speaking of, of you know going into a cut um I saw the other day on your Instagram you mentioned like three foods that you have incorporated into your pregnancy so I think it was like pomegranate seeds turmeric and broccoli sprouts is that correct mm -hmm. um I mean I, I love all of those as like anti-inflammatory and antioxidants and whatever um what other big nutritional changes have you made or have you had like really bad morning sickness <laughs> share a little bit with us <laughs> yeah so I'm a I'm a big fan of Lily Nichols and her real food for pregnancy book um I had her on my podcast if anyone wants to go like really in depth into specifics um but I remember I remember having clients who would get pregnant while I was working with them and they would be like literally all I can eat is toast and I'm mm -hmm. like, are you serious? Like, come on, like have an egg or something. And they would be like, no, literally I can only eat toast. And I'm like, fine. Okay. Like then eat toast, eat something. <laughs> right. And that was like a little bit of karma. I think coming back to me, like in first trimester, I definitely didn't want anything. And honestly, even now, I don't think this is super common. Um, my midwife said that like some people do deal with this, but I've like lost my love for food. Like I used to be a total foodie. I was always meal prepping. I was always cooking, always looking up recipes and I don't have any nausea or anything in second trimester, but I just don't really like anything <laughs> except for like simple carbs, which sucks, right? Opposite side, just in the sense of like crate or like on TV or whatever you always, Oh, I've got these cravings mm -hmm. and I can't 
eating. I'm eating for two. And <laughs> I totally don't have that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I like, I do all the cooking in my house really. And I'll make something and I'll sit down to eat and I'll take a couple bites and I'm just like, ew. So for me, it's been more of a, especially protein, which like, hello, my bodybuilding history. Like I used to eat, oh my gosh, when I was on prep, I would sometimes eat 150 to like 170 grams of protein a day. And that, yeah. and it wasn't that hard for me. Yeah. Um, as like a pre-pregnancy, my weight was usually like 140 to 145. And now I'm like, please let me eat a hundred grams today. Like that's because protein is so important when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's been really hard for me. So things that I've changed are like getting more creative. Like mm -hmm. I'll do, um, vegetarian sources of protein, which I didn't do a lot before. Cause that sounds a little bit better to me than meat. Um, sometimes, I try to still eat fish. Um, I try to eat two eggs every day because they're just packed with proteins and fats and nutrients. Mm -hmm. Um, full fat dairy to just for me, like, so obviously everyone's still going to be different when they're pregnant, right. Individualized always. So for me, I worry about like for a while I didn't, I wasn't really gaining like any weight. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, have been focusing on, am I getting enough calories, which the whole eating for two, I think most people know that's just not well, true. Yeah. I think my, I think in the second trimester, your calorie needs are, are only an additional like 350 to 450 calories. Um, mm -hmm. and then it continues to go up and then it's higher too when you're breastfeeding. But, um, for me, I've just been focusing on like, am I, am I eating enough? Yeah. So like full fat dairy, um, nut butters, I've really cut out I mean, I did this before when I started transitioning to intuitive eating, but I really totally moved away from like, quote unquote, diet friendly <laughs> foods, like sugar-free stuff and, um, right. fat-free stuff. Like I don't, any sense that right never now. did me any favors anyway, as far as digestion. Um, so again, like another kind of lesson in not having total control, whereas someone who used to track their food every day, mm -hmm. um, I I did track a couple days at the beginning of pregnancy just to like check in on protein really and calories. Yeah. Um, cool. now I, now I don't, but I am just really focused on, on food quality. Honestly, like if there's one thing I focus on, it's that it's like, am I getting in veggies at pretty much every meal? And that am I getting in protein at every meal in the sense of micros? Because of course, if you're, especially if you're eating maybe too little or you're only craving toast, like, how are you, aside from pomegranate, turmeric, and um, broccoli <laughs> sprouts, how are you making sure you're getting your micros? And would like, have you utilized anything like smoothies or so? That's sometimes what I have, yes. you know, when they're like, I just can't stand the thought of even chewing or whatever. And that would be an easy way from my outside perspective of someone who has never been pregnant and um, to fit in a lot of calories and micros in a beverage. Yes. Huge fan of smoothies. It's harder now that I'm in Colorado, so it's getting cold. Yeah, it's okay. been cold really, <laughs> so, so more it's a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, totally. I'll do smoothies with. Um, I found this beef protein isolate that I really like, just to do a little bit less whey, um, yeah. for blood sugar control. And so I'll do that with like usually two kinds of greens, like spinach and kale, or spinach and sprouts, or something. Uh, Greek yogurt or cottage cheese and like an almond milk usually. Oh, and fruit. Um, mm -hmm. So that's been really good. What else? I felt like I had another idea after you said that. Um, oh, keeping like 
quick veggies available. So like baby carrots, like yeah, sometimes yeah. if I'm eating something and I'm like, oh crap, I haven't had many vegetables today. I'll eat like a handful of baby carrots or I'll keep like sliced bell peppers, like chopped bell peppers. So I can just have a couple of those or cucumber, like making things easier so yeah. that it doesn't feel so much like, oh, I have to prepare a whole veggie for this meal. Like I can just shove some in my face while like I'm heating something up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's a really good point. And just like portability, et cetera, also, but I assume, and that leads um, nicely into my next question, I guess. And I assume you've had to just overall slow down a lot with all of this, (laughs) Um, like professionally, maybe, or just in general, maybe social life wise and stuff. And as someone who you know, used to be told to like hustle, hustle and more is better and whatever. Um, how has that been for you mentally? I can assume very challenging and yeah, I don't know. What lessons have you taken from it? Yeah, that that has been a difficult aspect for me. Um, again, like, God, it's just like looking back at myself in June and what I thought was going to happen is just like mind blowing for me, but it's uh it's also a beautiful lesson. And I'm a believer in like divine timing that things happen when they are meant to happen and trying to rush things or trying to force things. That's something I did a lot. I was rushing. I would force, you know, what I thought I wanted. Um, this has been a big lesson in that from, from a career standpoint, but also like fitness and health because over the summer, I kind of had this, like, I wasn't necessarily burnt out. I just didn't, I didn't want to take on a lot of one-on-one clients, Mm -hmm. which is like what my business was revolving around at the time. And so I, I let that kind of fizzle out and I focused more on like the, um, self-paced programs I have and doing other things. Like my husband is also self-employed. I started helping him a little bit on his backend stuff. Um, I started helping a friend who was launching her own business. Like I helped her kind of get things going. So I like was doing some random stuff, which is like weird for me because <laughs> I'm used to like, no, I have this career path and this is what I follow. And here's where we're going to be by the year end. Right. <laughs> so instead I was like, I was kind of following how things were happening, but I was also like skeptical of it. Like, shouldn't I be doing X, Y, Z instead like questioning, right. And using that should word a lot. Um, but it turns out like now looking in hindsight, oh my goodness, if I would have had a full one-on-one client roster, when all these kidney issues popped up, I mean, I would have been canceling things left and right. I would have had to give people refunds. It would have been like kind of a nightmare and I would have been disappointed. My clients would have been disappointed. So it, it was a beautiful lesson in like, it's okay to just kind of go with how things actually feel inside you, like connecting to that intuition, connecting with what's happening in your gut. Like if you feel like something's off, it's probably because something's off. Mm -hmm. And especially in, I think the health space, again, coming back to this like mentality of you can be thinner, you can be stronger, you can be faster. It's really easy to lose touch with that intuition. So I've really strengthened that over recent months, which has felt really, really good. And I can see that trickle into other areas of my life in terms of um, like trust. I have a lot more trust in how things are going to go now, 
it doesn't mean I don't ever have fear, right? I still get scared. Um, but it's a lot more, again, like coming back to, I think I said pressure earlier, there's a lot, I feel so much less of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because I've, I've gone, I've gone through some of this and been like, okay, well, guess what? It's, you know, the world's not going to stop turning one day. Like no matter what your goal is, if you're derailed and even when it feels like the end of the world, like, you know, I had to, I just like a couple months ago, I had to think like, okay, well, what if I make this choice and I lose my baby at like within the second trimester, like that's freaking brutal. Mm -hmm. And that happens to people. Right. And I had to like wrap my head around that. And that just one puts things in perspective, mm -hmm. but also allows you to just be much more in touch with like, okay, this is what's happening in my body. Like, this is what I'm noticing. Um, this is what I know I need to do, or this doesn't feel right. Like those, it sounds like simple, but I think a lot of us have lost touch with those cues in like 2022. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not just from society, but then as you say, like, especially in the fitness space or nutrition space as well, because of course, like, yeah, I mean, we basically often with, with tracking and so on, people sometimes take things too far or just naturally, you know, if you're going through a weight loss phase, you kind of need to push against intuition sometimes as well. So, or often <laughs> when it comes to hunger. Um, so I guess uh, what lessons has, or what things would you take out of all of this to um, advise your clients who are maybe not pregnant or have never been pregnant, or maybe like, you know, my clients or our listeners here, like, is there anything that you would take from all this um, and advise them? Yes, definitely. I have always been a big believer in longer maintenance phases. <laughs> so that's one thing that I think I would, I would advise to, to anyone, whether you have like a performance goal right now or a physique goal, like making sure still somewhere either I mean, ideally within your year that you have a period where you are focusing on what is my body saying mm -hmm. during this time? And that can be like, people are like, okay, well, yeah, I'll take, you know, uh, three months here and I'll just like, um, not follow a plan. And that's my maintenance phase for the year. That's not really what I'm saying. Cause that's, that's the same thing as saying, I'm going to run a marathon and I'm going to do it in three months. and um, it'll just like work itself out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like when, especially I think like the people that you and I talk to a lot, it's not, it's easy, but it's not necessarily simple or wait mm -hmm. opposite. It's simple. It's not necessarily easy. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's still a great time to have some sort of guidance, whether that's a coach, whether you, maybe you branch out and you take like a breath work course, during that time. Um, maybe you, you follow a, a training plan, but you're used to following like this plan where you max out every four weeks. And instead you follow a, uh, lightweight high rep plan or something like that. The idea is you're, you're doing something different, but you're still holding yourself accountable. You still have a plan. You still have a vision, but you're practicing those cues. Yeah, because people think like, oh, maintenance space, I'm just going to not do anything. Like, okay, right, right. No. Yeah. 
not, not going to pay attention to nutrition. I'm not really going to pay attention to whatever. So you still, yeah, it's still, no, it's not still structured, but it's like, yeah, you're still doing something, whether that is implementing journaling or, or yeah, trying something different. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that's what really, I think helps us have that, like how I've kind of shifted my personal definition of health and wellness is more to this like mind body connection or like mind body soul, however you want to think of it. But I used to be very, my health was very mind focused. Like it was all about what I thought and numbers that I saw and like logical, my health was based on data points more or less. And I now I see my, masculine, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Right. Exactly. Back to that kind of masculine idea. And now I see my health as much more this like three-dimensional, like how am I emotionally feeling? Like that is huge for like literally your digestion and like how your body is, but also how your workouts are going to go. And are you going to, again, like feel fulfilled and feel happy? That doesn't necessarily come from, I mean, it, for me, like I would say has never come from a number on the scale. It's always going to come from something internally. So like, how are my emotions? How am I feeling physically? How am I feeling uh, maybe like energetically? Like, do I actually wake up feeling like vigorous and vital every day? Um, and then coming back to too, like it, how, how do I feel mentally? Like, how am I thinking of things? So that is still important, right? That is still important to look at the data, but there are all these other dimensions too that a lot of us neglect if we just have like a one track mind towards a health goal. So yeah. taking, which this is like, I mean, it's, I'm really grateful that I've like learned this more, like more intensely during my pregnancy, but I can only, maybe a better way to think of it is like how I see my future fitness and health and physique. I can't even picture like how much better or like more elevated or like enhanced, I think my health is going to be in the future because of this perspective I've developed now. Like I can only imagine if I thought of this like during previous diet phases or fitness goals. And I actually incorporated more of this like holistic feeling and being in my body with a fitness or health goal. Like that's, that's, I think how you truly become unstoppable. Cause if you, then you have your mind, right you have some guidance or accountability or some sort of structure that works for you. You, your intuition is coming into play. So you're allowing yourself to, you know, have these like 12 out of 10 days, but then also these eight out of 10 days and you're understanding the flow between them. It's just so much more like empowered and you're naturally confident. And again, there's that like trust in yourself in your body, what you're capable of. There's no self-sabotage. There's no harsh judgment of yourself. Like you can totally get to this, like I said, kind of like elevated you're place. Whole, you're just tapping into your whole potential as opposed to like mm -hmm. just the or just the, the feminine, I guess. Um, so I, re I really like that. And I think what I have also taken from what you've been saying, like when possible, um, you know, still some sort of workout is or like not necessarily workout like movement is still going to help your baby your body even when you're not feeling like it sometimes um just blood flow wise and whatever like don't sometimes maybe not overthink like what you're doing and um, not overstressing about oh i need to do this and that many reps but just like yeah moving intuitively going out for a walk 
or whatever, even if things are not possible. And nutritionally, I think um, the emphasis continuing to be on micros and at least a little bit of protein, even if it's not ideal, you know, <laughs> that right. you're still doing what you can. And like, even if the circumstances didn't turn out to be like, oh, you're craving protein throughout your pregnancy and just doing all these beautiful, huge meals and sharing with everybody on Instagram all the time, all your meals, <laughs> you know, like whatever, just, yeah, you're doing what you can on the days that you can do them. And I think that that's, that's a great takeaway for anybody in any situation of life, really. Oh yeah. There's always, there's always something you can do. And that's again, like the whole checking in with your body, like even just starting to do that every day in the morning, like what's one thing my body is asking for today. Mm -hmm. uh, some days it's going to be like max out your back squat and just like <laughs> go hard. Like definitely. I still have days where I'm like, I'm going to get on the Peloton today and I'm going to be a badass. And I, I follow that. Yeah. And I also have days where I'm like, man, I would love pizza. And I think all I'm going to do is like, take my dogs on a long walk. And yeah. that's perfect for me right now with where I'm at. That might not be perfect for anyone, but that simple act of just like, what's one thing my body needs today mm -hmm. and incorporating that into your plan. Again, that brings a lot more flow and that like natural self-confidence and like, I'm doing it. I'm doing something because I'm listening to myself. I'm holding myself accountable. I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward with this like beautiful body I have, which gratitude, that would be another, that would be another, that's always a great practice, but holy moly have, have I like after surgery, when I was recovering, I was like, I am asking my body to grow a human being right now and recover from kidney surgery at the same time. And like, she's doing it. And I didn't actually even have to ask. I didn't have to do anything. She's just doing it for me. Beautiful. And that put that, that it's definitely been like a gratitude bomb for my body as well, which I think everyone could probably use a little more of. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. And I'm going to certainly continue following um, along on Instagram as well. If you want to share your Instagram handle or like where people can find you, that would be great. Yeah. Instagram is just my full name, Caroline Ofenstein. And then uh, the best place to check out like my programs, I have an intuitive training strength program that is kind of all about what we've been talking about. Uh, that's on ccowellness.com. And yeah, stay in touch. And oh my gosh, it was so great to catch up with you, Lisa, and see your face. I can only agree. So yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. And um, I, I look forward to talking to you again next week. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.